Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Slightly fighting the PA, because we're live at Cheltenham. We are, yeah, and the race is about to start, but uh, Andy Smart was with us today, and what a great day it was for him. Yeah, fantastic. A lot of drama today, as uh, hopefully you'll be hearing. We'll have some lighter moments as well, we'll be uh, bringing you those. What else we got? Bits of the holiday, yeah. I went off course, you'll hear that. Paddy and Rupert had a bit of banter, and uh, yeah, all in all, a, a lot of fun, I hope you'll enjoy it. Here we are. Here's day three. Good afternoon, Paul. I just wanted to thank my sponsors for the uh, Cheltenham Show's Imodium. Oh, yes. They've been, they've, uh, they've been getting you through that. Enjoy, enjoy your lunch, everybody. <laughs> now, uh, we got very excited, uh, not last night, but the night before, when uh, we discovered that our royal correspondent and racing commentator, Rupert Bell, yeah. has recently spoken to the Queen. Yeah. And when he met the Queen, she asked him, which radio station do you work for? Yeah. And she also asked him like, lots of other, because she's really interested in talk sport. She said, why does Adrian hate Windsor and Eaton so much? Yes, and then she said, uh, is Mike Parry really that mad? She was asking all the questions that people always ask us. How does Adam Brazil get up in the morning, she said. That's right, yeah, yeah. Just like that. Yeah, so it's it's great now she's uh, she's such a listener. Big fan, so good afternoon, Your Majesty, if you're listening. I'm enjoying the Sturmy Archers, she said. Oh, yeah, she loves that. It's her (laughs) favourite. And uh, so last night we we took to the road with my uh, mate Dave and... uh, top pilot for a top commercial airline yeah and uh he was driving us yeah and uh well first of all actually he, he asked john our producer john cadding is a yeah. very nervous flyer he is yeah yeah very nervous flyer we found that out in russia and so he, uh, he sort of reassured uh, john about flying were you reassured john yeah, he was Ish. quite reassured. Ish, yeah. I, until I, basically, I was quite reassured, but uh, until I started worrying about his driving. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a man in control of a vehicle, whether it's a 747 or whether it's a, a, a kind of sporty seven, Honda. 787. Seven. I kept thinking he's a pilot, but he reminded me of Lewis Warnock in Sochi. I thought he was going to kill us. Yeah. Honestly. I, I, but my old, my old next-door neighbour was a, was a, a, a copper and a, a driver, yeah. a pursuit driver. I know. And... Uh, and when guys drive like that at the limit, they they obviously know what they're doing. It yeah. takes you a while to realise that. Yeah, no, I so, sort of, I, I kept saying that to myself. Dave knows what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the yeah, keep, yeah. yeah but I, 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 I was in the front. I wasn't worried. <laughs> and uh, day four of wristband yeah. gate. No, day three of wristband gate. Yeah. Uh, where basically what's happened is you have to have, or there's a very sort of, a, you know, he's in charge of the door. He's got to be a quite efficient. Don't yeah. blame him in a certain sense. Yeah, I may have a slightly different angle Captain on this. Captain efficient. And uh, 
So he makes you wear a wristband. So No, he doesn't. Well, he he makes you wear a makes wristband me... because you kicked off on the first day. Myself and the producer, no wristband. We've not worn a wristband. No, for well, he's agreed for me not to wear Listen, it. No, let me tell you what's been going on. The first day, they, the guy came in. He's just doing his job. He's on the door. He asked us, could you mind putting on a wristband for the box? We put them on, didn't put them on too tight. And he's not a regular festival goer kind of put it on, made it as a ligature basically, <laughs> hands started to go blue so instead of cutting it off that evening he said no, I'm going to keep it on and I'm going to show that bloke what he's done to my wrist the following day So he, and then he makes this big show of someone having to go and get a pair of scissors out of the kitchen, they cut it off he faints, it's like oh he nearly went down he was fainting because the blood flowed back so today he's done exactly the same thing, give it a tight and ligature tight again, gone up to him and said look, I need it cut off you're, you're making a mountain out of you, that's your proper Larry David cunt he took me is. into the kitchen. Yeah, I'm sure and, he and did. And the chef had to do it. They had to get Again. two different knives. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, you've got... Andy, please. You've got to let it go. I oh, know. What can you do? Now, um, you're wearing a very fetching cap uh, I am, uh, yes. today. Yeah. But uh, we have to be honest. We did this yesterday and didn't get around to playing it to you. Andy turned up... Um, well, look, let's just hear it. We went hat shopping, and there was a reason for it. So we'll bring you a little bit of hat shopping uh, in the old tented shopping village here at the Cheltenham Festival. <laughs> Well, welcome to the uh, Cheltenham Shopping Village, a kind of undercover, tented area where you can buy everything from uh, RT sort of racing paintings to lots of tweeds, a lot of tweed here. And we had an odd phenomenon on the way to the course this morning. Andy realised that uh, his head has got bigger in the last two years and his cap doesn't fit him anymore. So uh, Mike Perry, apparently, his yeah. theory is that... Uh, Mike yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK, in your 60s, OK. Your head gets fatter. I mean, that's the sort of theory that Mike would come up with. But we don't know if that's true or not. But Andy, certainly, you're, you've got a fat head. And it's got fatter, isn't it, over the last couple of years because the cap you bought two years ago no longer fits. He doesn't. I don't know what's happened whatsoever. So uh, I'm looking for a Peaky Blinders style. When I'm, uh, while I'm looking for it... You I'm wanted like, those outlawed, you said the other no, day. I don't care. I'm, I'm buying one for myself. And while I'm doing it, I'm having my suit shrunk. Oh, nice, <laughs> so nice idea. absolutely skin tight. Good. OK, well, we're going to keep going in search of one. So uh, join us now in the shopping village as we attempt to buy Andy a rip. They're about 50 quid. I mean, they're not cheap. So let's see if we can bring one in under 50 pounds that fits on his fat head. Well, we did the rounds uh, of uh, the various hat shops, and um, sad to report, Andy, no joy, you can't find one you like. I can't find the right colour. I did try a George Galloway-style uh, rabbinical hat, but yeah. uh, it, it didn't quite look, suit me, really. No, I don't think it did. I think it's got to be caps for you all, uh, all the way. So there we are. Possibly the least interesting and most pointless feature we've ever done on Cheltenham Covery. Man goes to buy a hat, doesn't find a hat he likes, doesn't buy a hat. Marvellous. Yeah, that's what people want. Of course they do. They want that kind of uh, feature. You build something up, then nothing happens. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I tell you what we didn't finish yesterday. We never yeah. really got to it. With Jamie Codd, the great amateur jockey. Yeah, he had, he had another winner yesterday, yeah. didn't he? So we had a, we basically had a sort of... We had uh, a few TV, suggestions, yeah. TV formats. So uh, uh, one of the ones we had was uh, Cod Peace. Uh, oh, yeah. Jamie interviews uh, the... But, well, all the kind of people, former Secretary Generals of the UN. Is it <laughs> yeah, that or, or not? I don't know, David Peace, the author. Oh, well, blimey, that's a bit niche, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, what else do we have? Uh, Cod Fingers. Oh, yeah. That was Jamie, Jamie investigates the handheld yeah. um, elect uh, chocolate fudge industry. Okay. Are these yours? <laughs> Are these ones you came up with? He came up with Cod's Wallop. Oh, that, that was uh, Rich here. That was his boxing show. 
Yeah, it's very good. That would be a corker, I think. So where's the one? We had some other ones, didn't we? But we did. Look, we're going to leave that to the listeners. Some of them, guys, can see the ones who got in touch. They were... Uh, Jeremy gave us cod piece, uh, where Jamie uh, looks into medieval underwear That's good. Uh, throughout England. <laughs> um, what have we got? Cod Row, David Collins gave us. Uh, it takes up the single skulls in an attempt to make the Olympics. <laughs> that wasn't a bad idea. No, I quite like that, yeah. Cod Almighty, as Jamie explores all things religious. Well, yeah, thank fair. you, Ross, for that. <laughs> That's good, yeah. um, Atlantic Cod, where Jamie takes... Uh, Talks to passengers over the Atlantic to the USA and back. Martin, he's got a limited appeal, really, from a telly <laughs> point of view. Head of cod. Um, Jamie scales the world for the largest cleric hands. Yeah. That's hand of cod. Oh, sorry, yeah, head. That's right, what's hand of cod? <laughs> head of cod. But anyway, yeah, hand no of right. cod, really. Well, what, again... You, you, these aren't really TV. F- Who's going to buy a programme which involves looking at the cleric with the biggest hands? Fun, the Reverend Pat Jennings. Uh, we'd have to track down. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Brilliant run from Defi de Sol, the former Triumph Hurdle winner, to win in the end from a game lost in translation. Paddy, what about that? What a cracking start? Good race. Great race. Uh, some race. The market spoke. I mean, it was the first and second favourite finish. First and second. And they were miles clear of the rest as well. It was a really proper duel between the two. And whichever one you backed, your heart was in your mouth the whole way, wasn't it? Because yeah. it definitely just looked like he was going to come and pick him off. and made a mistake at the second last. And then just outstayed him up the hill. That's it. He's, he's won the triumph early here. He loves the hill. And uh, and they were going to run him on Tuesday. We decided to run him today instead. I think they're obviously justified now. I feel a tiny bit sorry for a loss of translation because he just ran so brave in front the whole way but uh, but well done Barry Garrity does he generally front run lost in translation yeah he just bowls he just loves it. but you can see how much the yeah. horse was enjoying himself like yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. out there jumping from fence to fence out of trouble Robbie Power probably had a great race and just now when they're coming to the last we're watching the replay uh, he's there he's still finding plenty the other fellas coming on the outside but lost in translation sticking his head down and fighting and fighting and fighting but definitely the salt you see Garrity pulls him a bit right and away from him. he doesn't want to be exactly in the battle because lost in translation he pulled him a little bit wide of him and he just went by and won well in the end so yeah it was a, it was a really really good start yeah. today favourite backers happy the atmosphere is going to be good the Guinness be flown I had the reverse forecast I didn't care well done. who won basically Jesus, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it so takes the good. fun out of a close finish doesn't it it, it does <laughs> a little bit I was thinking <laughs> go on boys fight out come on yeah, both yeah. of them yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic I think we can get the SP now uh, not quite ready okay but okay. I can tell you that the three to one favourite Defi Desoy was the winner in a very very exciting race we'll get back to Rupert uh, a little bit later on so um, that's where they're making the transition from being hurdlers to going over the fence. Is that the first time in a big race they would have gone over the fences? Uh, well, they would have run this season, like, but today would be their, big, their, their first really big test for those those two. It's a big novice, the three big novice chases, one on Tuesday at the Oracle, the one yesterday at the RSA, and this is the middle, the in-betweeny one that's two and a half miles to JLT. And that's just, yes, it's the top. So these guys, you'd expect them to step up next year and maybe be Gold Cup horses. Uh, I can give you the SP, actually. Number one... Um, or actually, Rupert, let's, on, let's get it. Let's make Demarcation. It, it sounds better when Rupert does Yeah, it does. It sounds yeah. like it really, I could be making it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Even then I said number one, and what I meant was first, it was number two. Yeah. Go on, sort it out, Rupert. What's going on? <coughs> no, so I just want to cough here. <laughs> no, uh, so, um, uh, number two, Defi Desoy is the winner of three to one favourite. Lost in translation, four to one. And Mengli Khan was third at nine to one. And uh, Defi Desoy is coming down the walkway, being given a big rapturous round of applause you can hear it in the background uh, because that tells you 
that there's a lot of people who've made a few quid off the uh, uh, performance. They would have had the their heart in the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah. bleeds for you. What a shame. Now, I have no sympathy for you, Baddy. I'm yeah. making sure that you're going away with a good Cheltenham. So, because uh, my horse, I don't think I mentioned him in commentary. So, uh, Defi Desai, the three-to-one favourite, good performance, particularly the way he clobbered that second last. And Barry Geraghty rode the Defi Desai fearlessly into the last to ensure that he got back on terms with Lost in Translation. Great race to start, day three. Thanks, Rupert. Um, the atmosphere in here, because they've ever, ever a lot of people on there, it's a real buzz about it. They yeah. all came back in off the balcony watching the race. A lot of people really buzzing. Can hear the atmosphere is great outside. Yeah. A win for the punters. Not great for you as a bookie, but a win for the punters in good the early in the first race. race. In so many accumulators yeah, yeah. and everything. Uh, good it, mood for everybody. But I'm philosophical about this. We make enough bloody money during the year. So <laughs> at these festivals is the time when you want people to go out and have good fun and have yeah. a good experience and come back tomorrow and come back the next day. So I'm all over the bookies getting their pants taken down every year at these festivals. <laughs> that was funny yesterday. I was telling him I had that big win in the, and how gutted uh, Rupert was was for me oh yeah and uh, he said that I should make Rupert go and collect the winnings <laughs> <laughs> yeah would you mind Rupert I can't leave I can't leave the desk I'm working you go and get my money for funny. me the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast yeah. now I got very excited last night because uh, you were telling me yeah. about Chris Evans new studio for his breakfast yeah, show I, I, Virgin. I went and had a look around the studios after Chris had finished and they are very impressive because he needs he likes uh, they have live music they have bands yeah. coming in so you obviously need a space in the studio for that so they need to be bigger studios and ours yeah. and it's a huge a kind of massive studio it's very yeah, very you're saying a massive space and apparently we're planning to play the intercompany five aside there this is that year. right yeah, it's wow. tremendous uh, it's, I think it's going to be between us and TalkSport 2 yeah I don't see Virgin going beyond the group stages really oh no. I can't do you and, well, that's uh, fine talk as I've far as they're concerned and Talk Radio I'm afraid are definitely going to be relegated they've, <laughs> got, they've got Mike Graham in goal and with those glasses it's like Sky's true view. <laughs> absolutely. Julia hope. Hartley Brewer up front? No, right wing. Oh, right wing. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Here we go. And a a satire, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and Heyman Holmes, box to box. You know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It should be tremendous. And uh, last night, my hem came down on my trousers. I thought it had. Breaking I thought, news. I my thought, hem what, came down on my trousers. I thought, what am I going to do for alterations? Isn't that, I'm not going to find anybody. And then I remembered Richard, our tech op. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when we were at the Oval doing a, a sponsored show? there and uh, we were playing in a match afterwards. we were playing yeah and we got the sponsor's kit and my kit was basically made for Stuart Broad <laughs> so I thought I can't run out I was gonna have to tuck it in like large plus fours yeah so Richard took the gaffer tape and he oh he tailored them beautifully if you've got a wedding coming up and you need any alterations done with he does marvelous things with gaffer tape it's incredible what it's, he can it's do it's mainly just you know shortening stuff <laughs> he can't he can't put a gusset in for you or anything yeah and so, yeah. One of the sponsors here in the box and around the yeah. course are Close Brothers. They're a bank. I don't know oh, if you yeah. know that. Yeah. It's Brian and Glenn Close. Is that? Yes. Well, the, okay. Brian, the late Brian, he was alive, Brian. He used to go and smash his head into the ATM to try and get money out. Did he, he didn't have really? a card. Yeah, well, it's okay. fine. Yeah. I'm not sure that's too soon or not, actually. <laughs> well, and Glenn, where did she fit into the business? No, she's she still smarting from not winning the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. She's, I'm guessing, she's yeah. not very happy at all, yeah. really. He was the hardest man we ever met, Brian, wasn't he? Him and Mick Harford. The two hardest men we've ever met. Oh, well, yeah. Two of the nicest men you've ever met. Oh, yeah, really. that's true, really. Yeah. Uh, somebody suggested a listener to me. Uh, listener to me. Yeah, on my own. Somebody suggested a listener to you. <laughs> you no, know, a listener suggested that we should have a swear, ba- a swear box. A swear box. <laughs> Calm down, Andy. You're too excited. I know. Swear box. Uh, based, been on the Haribo. <laughs> based, too many Haribo. Based on Cleve Hill. 
Yeah. So basically, anybody that mentions Cleve Hill, they have to pay a fine. Okay. And all that money we put on the last race of the meet of the week. Yeah, I thought for great idea. Jamie Vardy, his name is, but I think it's the real Jamie Vardy. No, might be. And uh, a bloke called Viking Chef who follows me on Instagram. I said I'd give him a, a, a plea, a shout out, yeah. a plea. I'm give him a. Get into it. You've got time. Take a deep breath and calm down. Don't <laughs> give, give him, him a plea. Give him a shout out. Yeah. For uh, uh, he's doing a run for cancer research. So brilliant for that. Yeah. Good luck. And. Uh, well, both John and I have, so you're all right with this. We both have to have cold showers the last two days. Yeah. Our hotel, basically, there's no hot water in the morning. Yeah, well, I have quite a long one, and I'm in the room next to you. <laughs> yeah. So I think my half an hour shower, <laughs> piping hot water. Well, I, I, I listen at the wall with a glass and wait and see what time you two get up. And then it's I have a nice... But honestly, I, nearly, I flayed myself. I nearly took a layer of skin <laughs> yeah. off. And the thing is, that the first night I had two biscuits, two cookies in my... It's mind you shy the trip this. Yeah. The hem on his trousers and, and I, his biscuits. I, I ate them. Yeah. And of course, they've not been replaced. You know, if you stay in a posh hotel, I've you eat something. I've never had biscuits. Have you had biscuits? I'll have yeah. yours. They replaced them. But, of course, look, the thing about this hotel, it's normally £80 a night. Yeah. £80 a night would be an excellent budget choice. Yeah. But a £380 night, not quite the wow. same. It's Cheltenham week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, you might like some winners, of course, throughout the afternoon. And uh, Paul Jacobs uh, is a top tipster. He's not just a top tipster. He's the five-time Racing Post champion tipster. He knows his stuff. He gave us a winner on Monday with Beware the Bear. Many of you patted him on the back and thanked him for that. Uh, but uh, yesterday proved a bit trickier. We caught up with him earlier on. Yesterday, tip, didn't quite do it for us, did it, unfortunately? But that's the name of the game, I suppose. It's really funny because after the first uh, win on the first day, I think I got 800 extra followers on Twitter. <laughs> and then yesterday, I think half of them sort of left and said goodbye. <laughs> it is the nature of the game, but you're only as good as your last tip. And if you're willing to put yourself out there, you've got to expect knockbacks as well. Um, as a professional tipster, you wouldn't bet every day in any case. Uh, maybe have six, seven weeks without having a bet at all. But, you know, when it comes to Cheltenham, you've got to give a tip every day. It's expected of you. And if you underperform, you have to take it on the chin, and that's the way it is. I was a bit annoyed. I thought you'd do refunds. You don't, apparently. <laughs> I'll give you a voucher. <laughs> now, um, Matt Chapman came up to Paddy's box yesterday. Didn't and he Paddy just? and Matt were having a chat. <laughs> And uh, in, in the 250 race, I believe it was, wasn't it, yesterday afternoon? Yes, it was. Yeah, there, yeah. William Henry uh, romped home. You didn't fancy it. And you said to Matt, um, if that horse wins, I'll run naked round the course. And do you know what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened in a minute later on. There were 32 runners, yeah? And if I'd have listed them 1 to 32, he still would have been the bottom one. How Matt picked that out, I don't know. He must have had a pencil in his gob and closed his eyes, and he came out with that one. So I did run down... The, I walked down the track topless at about half eight in the evening <laughs> while nobody else was watching. Someone has a photograph. The same thing happened to me at Aintree five years ago, and I had to ask the, uh, the uh, senior warden at Aintree Racecourse if I could go around the paddock topless, and he allowed me. So this is becoming a bit of a habit oh, yeah. that I'm beginning a little bit worried about. These bold pronouncements, you're going to have to be careful. Well, in a way, you've got to be bold in this yeah, life, haven't yeah, you, yeah. you know? Give us a bold one for today. Come on, then. Well, I, I think this uh, mare is going to out, outclass everything else in the 450. She's likely to start favourite. I think she's a good three. And if she wins today, Epitante is her name, she possibly could run in the champion hurdle next year. That's how good she is. So 450 at Cheltenham, Epitante, trained by Nicky Henderson. Fantastic. Thank you, Paul. Have a lovely day. There we are, there's uh, Paul Jacobs with his uh, tip. He's a man who knows what he's doing, but as he says, you know, they yeah. all, even the best guys don't get it right every time, otherwise he'd, he'd be a billionaire, wouldn't well, he? Well, of course. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, I had a bet on the 145 at Market Raisin. <laughs> 
<laughs> How did it do? Do you know? I don't know. We'll what check. made you do that? Oh, I got, felt like it. You've got the bug. Please gamble responsibly, <laughs> and I'm not sure that is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, we left you just now. Andy saying, apropos of absolutely nothing, he had uh, uh, each way bet on the 145 at Market Raisin. He went off course. Just out of perversity. Oh, just for a laugh, you and, know. Uh, it came in second. I know. 25 to 1. <laughs> What's the matter with I'm you? on form. Yeah, he's like Midas. Unlike me. I saw Mick Fitzgerald earlier on, and I went with yeah. his tip yesterday. And uh, I said, Mick, we didn't get the winner, did we? He said, no, but he said, keep the faith. Cuneo today, Cuneo in the second. I said, all right, Mick, I'll have a bit of each way. Of course, I forgot to, and it was in the frame. Yeah, terrific. Sorry, Mick, I'll I'll, I'll put that right tomorrow. I've actually got a role for Andy. Andy Smart's joined us, of course. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Andy. And uh, I want him, we we haven't done the reddest face competition. (laughs) Well, that's a big ask, isn't it? So I want Andy to be a judge of the reddest. When you you find the right bloke, I'll go and take his photo. Without him knowing, obviously. (laughs) It's a, it, we've always said that's a great show. Quinton Wilson. Hi, I'm Quinton Wilson. Welcome to Britain's Reddest, reddest Face. Yeah, I mean, Cheltenham is a good place. I think I'm in with a chance. Well, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, you might, you might win the... You might judge yourself. The, yeah, the yeah. November meeting, of course, is... Uh, I mean, it'd have to be judged by John Ruddy. Oh, very true. You'd have to be the co-host, wouldn't you? Be yeah, on the show, yeah, definitely. Now, yeah. Uh, oh, we're I have, excited, I have in my we? hand a piece of paper, as a man once said in slightly less comical circumstances. <laughs> Never. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's actually a, uh, it's a taster. It's a sampler of a new book written by Andy Smart. <laughs> Uh, it's a hitch in time from Liverpool to Pamplona on a rollicking 72,000-mile road trip. And um, uh, this, uh, this was... Uh, the, the, the publishers used to listen to Andy on our show telling all these incredible mm. tales of the madness he got up to. <laughs> and they said, there could be a book in you, son. And sure enough, there is. And uh, yeah. here it is. It's they off say the lo- sun. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, it's football circles. So it's in the it's in the uh, London it's at the London Book Fair. Yeah. This is three chapters of it. And yeah, when's yeah. it coming out, Andy? It comes out in uh, in the end of July. 
Uh, the root of it, thank goodness it's three chapters worth. I was quite embarrassed. I, think. <laughs> a a, I thought, blimey, it's a bit of a slim tone. <laughs> it's a 64-page novella. <laughs> no, 60,000, 61,000 words. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you've only probably told half the stories you can tell then. Uh, yes, really. obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. You can do more in a book, though, can't you? Yeah. You can do so. In the afternoon on radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine yeah, so. It yeah, it goes into a bit more detail on each of the lifts. But the, the crux of it was a story you told, a hitchhiking story. About Yeah, about a bet that um, I took in a, a Liverpool pub when I was uh, on the dole. Uh, in 1980, I bet someone that I could get from the pub to the top of Ben Nevis and back just by hitchhiking. And so they took all the money and everything off me uh, and just basically kicked me out the door and said, off you go. And it was at 10 o'clock at night, so... I got there quite late, and then the woman in the uh, information office said, no, you, you shouldn't go up now, it's 3 o'clock, it's too late, you have to go up tomorrow, and I thought, well, I can't. <laughs> so I ran up uh, Ben Nevis in three and a half hours and ran down again in an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. God, dear. And then Could you do that now, you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> the folly of youth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 What oh, a great I, story, and it was really off that. They heard that, and they thought, they well, have that. you got any more like that? And you probably said, yeah, just about 300,000 of them. Well, luckily, because I, I, I wrote all the lifts that I ever had down in a book, uh, yeah. which I've still got, and... Um, so I, I've, I've got all this uh, detailed information. It was I, I kept it so that I knew the good junctions to, to get off at and the bad junctions, like never, ever get out at Junction 7 by Walsall on the M6 because that's the worst junction in the world to ever get a lift on. <laughs> if you read the back of the sign there, I don't know whether it's still there, but there used to be <laughs> whole whole essays on the back of what a godforsaken place Walsall was. <laughs> bit harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, sadly, but, hitchhiking yeah. has become a slightly more worrying, sinister yeah. business, well, that's, that's it, really? the trouble. I mean, when you... Because when you, it, it also looks back at what was happening in those days in the 80s, the late, 80s, the late 70s, early 80s. Um, with Thatcher and uh, with the three million unemployed, everyone basically... Uh, had to hitchhike because mm. it, just no one had any money so and people were much kinder then and obviously there was a lot less uh, knife crime and stuff like that that uh, made it more um, made it more possible to do, to do it in those yeah, days yeah 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 so Andy um, as you said there's a horse you fancy and you've, oh. been, you've proven a pretty decent tipster over the years you've not yeah, except the greatest on the first week. day when yeah, we first day first yeah. yesterday had a good day a lot, of, lot of bad luck on the first but, day yeah what? two winners and two seconds <laughs> why are you so sweet on this horse in the next race we're going to well, bring you Frost. Froden it's yeah. called F R O D E and Briony Frost on D-O-N, board. D-O-N, yeah. Briony Frost, uh, I've never seen an affinity between a jockey and a horse like this before. She loves this horse and uh, he will do anything for her. And they they won here in uh, January and uh, they did su- it was such an uh, impressive performance that the, the owners then entered it into the Gold Cup. But wow. obviously, with the rain on Tuesday, they've decided to go for this one instead. Um, which is good because I, I don't think it would have got the distance of the Gold Cup, whereas this is about uh, six furlongs shorter, so it's got more of a chance. And um, yeah, it's a reasonable it, price as yeah, well. Yeah, and it'll yeah, go out. Value. It'll go out at the front, and she'll dictate the pace of the race to what she thinks uh, Frodon wants. And then uh, when it comes up that hill, you'll you'll see it. It'll just take off. It'll fly for her. It's in some fairly exalted company in the next race. Though. I know, I know. There's Footpad and Monolly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's quite, a f- there's quite a few fancied horses in this one, but I really think she's got a good chance on this That's one. That's interesting. Now, it was a bit of a disappointing game, wasn't it? The Shrove football... Uh, not the, not the Wednesday. We finally <laughs> won. Downard's finally won. Well, did it finish 1-0? I thought it finished 0-0. No, it was 1-0 on the Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Downard scored, and uh, 
it's the first time in 10 years <laughs> that we actually won both, you know, because they consider it a double result. So the, it was, the aggregate score was 1 0 to the. Oh, it was a two leg game. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit concerned because next year they're bringing in VAR. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And it, you know how long the game is? There'll be like three days to decide the decision. It's incredible. It was hilarious. On the first day, we, there was one bit where the ball just took off and everyone was just running around fields and trying to find where the ball was. Mm. And it, it was gone for a good hour and a half. That's because Pep Guardiola was involved this year. <laughs> and he I said, you've got to keep the ball, take the ball, keep the ball, pass the ball. <laughs> it's like a little group of them, three of them, they all looked like Xavi and Iniesta. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. let it go, I know, but it was all good fun. And you also, I mean, you're, you're always here, but the, the other thing you know about, which is the, the cheese famous rolling, cheese yeah. rolling race, which takes yeah. place over there. And it's still going, they tried to ban it, but it's still going they on, isn't it? They and they've made it so difficult now. On a Whit Monday, you can go, and it's on between 12 uh, noon and 1, and they have three races down the hill. And you have to now, the police basically close the road, and they, you have to walk about three miles to get to it now. So you've got to be determined. You've got, to, yeah. You know, but they still, get, they still get crowds of like 2,500 sort of hanging onto the side of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, comedy store players still going strong? Every oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, tell us about busy, the comedy busy. store player bet. That was. Oh yeah, yeah. Yesterday, because um, uh, there was a horse called Josie's orders running in the cross yeah. country. We're That's on that for one. Josie Lawrence. Josie and there Lawrence, was yeah. uh, there was a, a cracking smart, which is my one. There was a Mr Malarkey for Neil Malarkey. Oh, very good. And there was a Ballyandy, and some bloke did a four timer and didn't win much. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, yeah, Josie's order and Ballyandy placed. So that was. Uh, oh well, fair yeah. enough. Fantastic. And we're going to catch up with you a bit later. Lovely for a, a chat. Enjoy that. We're and you're here over the next two days, so we'll, we'll yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. And it's not just you. I mean, uh, so Owen, one of our top team here, he's quite sweet on Froden, and we, we trust you and we trust him. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, I, well, you know, with Paddy Power, if you bet £50 a week, then you get a £10 free bet on a Monday. Okay. I've put all my £10 free bets on Froden. Oh, well, right. So, if it comes in today, I'm due about... Grand and a half. Is whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay. There we are. The, the, drinks, the drinks will be on me. Yeah. Uh, Andy, you're going to go back to Market Raisin later on, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> what a piece no, of No, I'm work. definitely going on Froden. That sounds Very good. vulgar. You've gone off course. I know. Anyway, it's, uh, <laughs> you went off course years ago, let's be honest. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Brady Frost, the rising star of the game, has proved it. What a ride from Brady Frost. That was as good a ride as you will ever see. Front running, looked to be beaten, but Frodon just gave her so much more. That's why she is the sport's new superstar. Brani Frost and Frodon win the Ryanair chase. Fantastic, Rupert, and that's history. First female jockey to win a grade one Cheltenham Festival winner over fences. There you go. And she, uh, Rupert called her right. It was, I mean, you never know you're back to Rupert. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> she, she was absolutely superb because she got hassled and harried the whole way by sub-lieutenant. And then the others, they come up one by one to, to tackle her. I'd say the tacticians behind were thinking this race is lining itself up perfectly because there's no way they can keep this pace up up front. But Froden had plenty more in the tank and just sprung, spring-heeled over. This is the second last we're watching the replay. But comes up to the last and you're thinking Froden's definitely beat here. Two horses go by him. But uh, she just keeps at him, keeps at him, keeps at him. He pings the last and he just loved the hill. He ran up the hill. It was a really, really good ride. Great performance. The money was down. Another big winner for the punters. Brilliant. Yeah, Rupert, uh, yeah. We've got to go to quickly to Rupert for the SP because he's dying to go to the gents. I think he is. Go on, Rupert, <laughs> yeah. quickly. I want to go to the bookies now to come. <laughs> <laughs> so Frodon wins at 9-2. to two. What a ride. And uh, the press conference will be fun. 
and to win a grade one as a lady jockey there's game changing going on in the sport at the moment with Bryony Frost and Rachel Blackmore mm. grabbing all the headlines nine to two mm. ASO for Charlie Deutsch and Venetia Williams has run a huge race at 33 to one and Road to Respect is third at nine to two my boy Ollie is just interviewing her this could be the longest interview he'll do all week because she will not shut up but well deserved she is just brilliant to listen to and hear from wonderful achievement from Frodon to win for Paul Nichols as well thanks very much Rupert and to you Paddy uh, back to you both for the uh, the big one Looking later on of course Stairs Hurdle which should be fascinating oh but, Andy uh, Smart so happy well Andy Smart is he's telling Andy us Smart that. looks very smart well this year. he yeah, does he's so happy. And he, he's, no, he, he has looked like a homeless he's so excited he's, he, <laughs> this year he's so excited he really is a front runner for the reddest face competition <laughs> he's a very smiley man generally but yeah. that's a big four figure win for he looks he's got a big beamer on at the moment that's yeah, fantastic. fantastic brilliant okay more oh, sorry to tell you Paddy he's been saving all his free Paddy bets to put on Frodo yeah 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 he's been banking them up thanks Andy yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll thanks, take that yeah, point yeah, yeah. again as back so nine years he won he's won your money excellent yeah. Yeah. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast here comes Sam Spinner but Paisley Park has now found a turbo charge and is coming through to win unbelievable almost out of nowhere coming up the stand rails Paisley Park has provided a dream result what a day for Andrew Gemmell and for the Emma Lavelle and her husband Barry Fenton, this will mean so much. Thank you, Rupert. Top work, great commentary, and a lovely, another fairy tale. Another yeah. fairy tale. What a great story. It keeps delivering, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, I'd say your man, I mean, like, the owner, Andrew Gamble, he'd be there in the parade and listen to the commentary, and I'd, I'd say the, a bit of a, a heart jump there at the last. I know you can't see it, but it's a, to, to, even to hear that he made a mistake at the last, and then uh, Sam Spinner was coming right back at him. But the horse just. He looked off the bridle coming down the hill. He looked, he looked too he's far. He's ninth, wasn't too he? Too far back, yeah. yeah. But just like you even see him here, he's, he's pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And you think the winner's going to be in front. I'm thinking Super Sunday at this stage might come and do. Fahin's probably races nearly run coming towards the uh, towards the last hurdle here. And Sasper, or Paisley Park, rather, just starts flying on the near side. Really gets a good tune out of him, the jockey. And flying along. And uh, Aidan Coleman is just can't believe his luck. He's hit the front now. He knows the horse stays forever. Come to the last. Just pop the last. Just get over the last. And then absolute horlicks of it. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> horlicks of it. Yeah, he just went straight <laughs> through yeah. it. It was unbelievable. And then, and then just got, gathered himself together and got going again and ran away up the hill. It was a really impressive winner of the Stairs Hurdle and fair play to him. And it's a great fairy tale story. Cheltenham never fails to deliver. And your dad was right about Faheen. Well, dad was right about Faheen, unfortunately. Wasn't right yeah. about Super Sunday. Right? He wasn't right about Super Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll everything. say that to him. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that to him. Put it in perspective. Can't win them all. Fantastic. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow for Gold Cup Day. And uh, yeah, we're very much looking forward to it. Yep, looking forward to it. See you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.